Hello, story lovers. I'm Laurel McCarg, host of Alligator Preserves, and today's episode is number 105, Q Diaries 33, and I'm going to call this one My New Life. I hope you stay tuned. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing but probably not story arithmetic, because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. It's been a week since I last spoke with you, and so I'm going to start off with some more mental health wellness tips for quarantine from Dr. Margie Donlin. These tips provided to me by my bestie in Michigan, Nadine Collier. So let's see, I think I'm up to tip number 15. I've uh, mentioned several of her tips in the past, so you can go back if you're having some mental health issues and need a little help or some suggestions, these might help you out. Her number 15 is notice the good in the world, the helpers. There is a lot of scary, negative, and overwhelming information to take in regarding this pandemic. There are also a ton of stories of people sacrificing, donating, and supporting one another in miraculous ways. It is important to counterbalance the heavy information with the hopeful information. I like this tip. And of course, at the end of most of my episodes now, I encourage you to remain hopeful. Hope you're all doing that. And yeah, there's all there are all kinds of people out there doing great things for their elderly neighbors, providing free content online, doing all kinds of things. Her number 16 is help others. Find ways, big and small, to give back to others. Support restaurants, offer to grocery shop, check in with elderly neighbors, write psychological wellness tips for others. Helping others gives us a sense of agency when things seem out of control. And I think this ties in with her number 15, with noticing the good in the world and the helpers. I know a lot of people are trying to help keep their local restaurants open by ordering grab-and-go meals, and if you can afford to do that, I would highly recommend you do that. Plus, you know, give yourself a break from trying to come up with creative meals all the time from whatever happens to be in your pantry because you don't want to go to the store. Her number 17 tip is find something you can control and control the heck out of it. In moments of big uncertainty and overwhelm, control your little corner of the world. Organize your bookshelf, purge your closet, put together that furniture, group your toys. It helps to anchor and ground us when the bigger things are chaotic. This, too, is a great tip. You know what? What can you control right now? I've decided that I'm going to grow a garden. And also, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but ducklings! The ducklings are coming! Anyway, that's the last of her tips that I will read for today. And next week, I'll read some more because, again, we're going to be in this quarantine situation for quite a while, even though some places are starting to reopen. Let me throw out my tip here, too, for anyone who, well, I don't have to tell you guys who are listening. I don't have to tell you not to gargle with bleach or inject Lysol into your veins. Oh, don't get me started. All right. I've been a very busy bee since I last spoke with you. In preparation for getting our ducklings, which are due to arrive probably May 19th-ish, five baby ducklings, Mike and I put together their outdoor protected area, kind of a huge, well, not huge, like six and a half by seven and a half footprint 
Erector Set project, which we're hopeful will keep out any critters, you know, by the time it's time for the ducks to remain outdoors, which will be a few weeks after we get them. So we're not talking till June, but you know, you gotta, you gotta prepare for these things, kind of like preparing for a baby. You gotta nest, you gotta get stuff ready. I've got my brooder almost all ready. And let's see, we had an arborist come to our home because we've had some stressed trees on our property. And I wanted to make sure that they weren't diseased and weren't spreading disease to other trees. Plus, we're planning on getting some fruit trees for this area at some point. And so we wanted to get some advice on where to put those and which ones were good. So I was greatly relieved today to find out that the trees that look like they're really stressed are not dead, not dying, and will hopefully pull through this season. Uh, The woman gave us a bunch of tips on which trees to remove, which ones to cut back, told us we did not need to trim up from the ground, although she did suggest, you know, for fire mitigation that we rake out from under them, get all the pine needles, any of the stuff that could start a fire under there. So that was well worth the time today. I know a lot of you might be going through, in addition to going through your closets and trying to control some of the other things in your home, maybe you're going through your pantry and coming up with some new recipes. I had, well, still have many cans of pumpkin, not the pumpkin pie mix, but just plain old canned pumpkin, which I bought back when we had Ranger and he was having some issues. And the suggestion was to add pumpkin to his meal, which would, let's just say, firm things up a bit. (laughs) And so now I'm wondering, what do I do with all these cans of pumpkin? You know, there are only so many pumpkin pies you could make or pumpkin pie filling. And I didn't have any condensed milk anyway, so I couldn't do the pumpkin pie. But I found this recipe for pumpkin dumplings. Now, I dare you to say that five times fast. Pumpkin dumpling, pumpkin dumpling, pumpkin dumpling, pumpkin dumpling, pumpkin dumplings. Oh, almost. I almost <laughs> almost got it. That wasn't necessarily fast. It's very hard to say pumpkin dumpling. <laughs> so I made pumpkin dumplings with cheese on top using my gluten-free flour. And oh my goodness, delicious. Look up pumpkin dumplings if you have canned pumpkin and you don't know what to do with it and it's not October. Go for it. Also broke into some dried pinto beans and soaked them and got them cooking with some aromatics. Mike has always suggested that we can all live on beans and rice forever and ever and so it was time for me to break out the beans and rice. They were quite tasty. Add a can of Rotel tomatoes and green chilies. Mmm. Mm, yeah. So I titled this piece My New Life because this morning I attended another Chafee County Writers Exchange online We Write session, which is wonderful. We do these monthly, and there's always someone who has a theme and presents prompts, and you have 10 minutes or five minutes or two minutes or whatever to write about whatever the suggestion is. And Miss Stephanie Frickholm was our leader today, and her topic was belonging. And for our first 10-minute prompt, she wanted us to describe our house of belonging, how it came to be and what it means to us. So again, I had 10 minutes to write this, and this is what I wrote. I've never said forever when it comes to the houses we've lived in over the years, though our Leadville home was the first one that felt like a real home, a 120-year-old Victorian with history. Sadly, the altitude ultimately had its way with me, and we found our new home in Salida, 
a place of peacefulness and beauty, warmth and potential. Our first few months here, our new home, dubbed Angel's Landing, saw more guests than the Let Us In saw in 12 years. I always knew Mike dreamt of a homestead, though the idea never entered my mind. Less than one year later, COVID-19 has changed my outlook on everything. I've started seedlings. I've created new recipes with dried grains stored for a rainy day or a pandemic. I've ordered ducklings. This might just be it. My house of belonging. My body has adjusted to its new rhythms, its pops and yawns, its mountain vistas, its visiting wildlife. I'll be a duck wrangler soon, and will anticipate those first eggs, those new recipes, this new life. That's what I wrote. Anyway, it was kind of fun to think about that. And again, I never say forever when it comes to places where we'll live, but I can't see moving anywhere in the near or even far future. I just returned from a gorgeous walk. It's 73 degrees here in Salida, 20 degrees warmer than in Leadville. And let's see, it's 39 degrees in Boston and raining. (laughs) That's where I'm from. So I'm pretty happy with the current conditions here. Now, I wasn't about to put on full shorts and t-shirt when I went for my walk because my walk takes me out on a main road and these legs and arms haven't seen sunlight in, oh, (laughs) close to a year. And I didn't want to blind any of the drivers on the road with my whiteness. So I wore cut off jeans up to my knees. So just my lower legs were hanging out. And oh my goodness, the breeze on my skin was delicious. I'll just say that. It was just, it was a warm breeze. And oh, I just felt absolutely wonderful. Since I haven't been, we haven't been going anywhere and socializing at all, I use my walk as my time to socialize. I wave at people who drive by and typically they wave back. And that's kind of fun. Makes me feel like I'm still attached to humanity in some small way. (laughs) I hope you're all doing well in your neck of the woods, wherever your necks in the woods are. You can find today's show notes with links and photos on my website at leadvillelaurel.com. Email me at laurel at strackpress.com and follow me on Twitter at leadvillelaurel. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves wherever you get your podcasts and encourage your friends to subscribe as well. If you find any value in my episodes, if you enjoy them, if you want to consider becoming my patron for as little as a dollar or as much as you want to give per month, find me at patreon.com slash alligator preserves and join me next week when I'll talk about something completely different. Until then, be safe, be clean, be creative, be hopeful. Be kind to yourself and to others. Thank you for visiting. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com. <laughs>